Mate, yeah. you know a really funny bit of the podcast mm-hmm. that you did? Remember the really funny bit where you were like, hey guys who make Halloween Friday the 13th and the Nightmare on Elm Street, you better not make another one in the next year. Y- yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, it was quite good. Hey man. Now. Yeah. Now Paul. Pu- just one more. It's just now, one Paul, more. Now Paul, you promised. <laughs> Paul, you said. <laughs> You promised in front of all these people. I did. I don't know who those people are. I promised them. I love them. But I had to let them down. They're your family. Do you remember how there was... Oh, yeah. Jesus, why do you have those? Long story. Look, you know, you know how there was a Halloween movie last year with Jamie Lee Curtis in it? I re- no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out it was the first part of a trilogy. And the second part's coming out on October 26th. Oh, well, why didn't you say so, Paul? That's... <laughs> Fine, it's better than fine. It's perfect. We're so happy. Have, we don't have it's time great. to record that. Oh, great! <laughs> Fantastic. We We're not going to have time for that shit, so it doesn't matter. We should do it now. <laughs> now you prick. Hey, it'll be the first time in since like Assassin's Creed that we we're reviewing a movie that's still in cinemas. Oh, just piss off, life. <laughs> Thing, the podcast that you can't listen to until you find someone to listen to our other podcast, My 10 Best Shits. I'm still accepting applications for guests to appear on that show, but it is my shits that we will be discussing. And hosts. <laughs> and hosts and just <laughs> listeners. I'm Paulus Hilton. I'm neither hot nor not. <laughs> the hottie and the naughty and the whatty? You're the whatty. And the scotty. <laughs> and the bossy. Ah, oh, Blade Runner. <laughs> so deep. We are fucking careening headfirst into another recommendations month. Fuck it, yes. <laughs> Paul, who recommended this absolute turd? It's Jen. Jen, the awful monster Jen, our friend, who's responsible for pretty much everything from day one. It's all her. Patient zero. <laughs> Hottie in the knotty. Release the files. She's Jen the Donald Wendell. Sutherland of this. She speaks too many languages to trust. How many <laughs> before you stop trusting a man, Jen? Two? <laughs> Eleven? One of them. You do it for one. <laughs> So, one person knowing a whole language is just unnatural. No one knows that. That is what not I think. Just don't trust experts. Done with them. <laughs> done with them. All finished. Couple yeah. up, put them in a bin. Speaking of yeah. which, something that should have been done with this. You know, I actually remember the advertising campaign for this movie and thinking to my teenage self, oh, thank God I don't have to watch that. <laughs> I didn't have a podcast oh. then, and I didn't know Jen Blundell. You are to blame. It's the hottie and the naughty. You never forget your first love. Her name is Christabel. Just ask Nate Cooper. 20 years later. Aren't you Christabel Abbott? I think we went to school together. Nate Cooper. He's getting a second chance. Yeah. But the only way to get her. Hey, Cooper. Is to get past. You remember June? Her. Yeah, it's a movie about Paris Hilton having an ugly friend that a guy is forced to find a love interest for. Yeah, you don't want to see it, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense. That's the natural reaction. (laughs) It's like a kid fearing fire. You you stay away from not the hottie and the naughty. It's your brain trying to keep itself safe. I mean, I don't know about you, Paul. My gran had a very was a very strict woman, and uh, (laughs) she's still alive. So. Everything about that sentence was wrong. (laughs) Yeah, but she was a very strict woman. Now she's an absolute fucking (laughs) nightmare of a person. You'll see her down the club 21. (laughs) She's not even 21, but she talks her way in. 60s air in 2019. And uh, (laughs) now she's all about Jimi Hendrix. (laughs) She's very specifically about her 60s. (laughs) But, you know, her adolescence, but now. (laughs) Which, to be fair, is quite doable. Pre-1969, though, like pre-sodomy law, abolition and things like that. It's very confusing. Yeah, that's when it was fun. Uh, God, I hate you fictional, Nan. (laughs) Well, speaking of hate, critics reacted to this film like they would to the unattractive friend of a girl they liked if they were sociopaths. (laughs) I'm I'm curious. Show me. (laughs) Show me, Paul. I don't believe it. I will will show you the world. (laughs) Of pompous up the arse critics. <laughs> James Berardinelli. Berardinelli. It's not even a name. Berardinelli. 
at realreviews.com. Barry Donnelly. at realreviews.com <laughs> says, about as funny as the anal rape scene in the war zone. You see, it's under true adversity when people show you who they really are. I was expecting that to be a Gaspar Noe reference, and <laughs> it wasn't, and now I just don't know who I am. <laughs> I said anal rape, and you're like, oh, which Noe film? Speaking of anal rape, <laughs> Mark Kermode at the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Kermode at the BBC says, a fascist eugenic tract. It's disgusting. It's very important. Once you've called something a fascist <laughs> eugenic tract, to then also express your disapproval of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it, you know, it could be. There's no opinion in that. <laughs> a fascist eugenic tract. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> Which way? Which way is he gonna go? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, no! <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> God Almighty! When will I, a fascist, <laughs> finally find a film critic who can tell me what I'm gonna like? <laughs> well, don't worry, Mr. Fascist. Peter Travers at the Rolling Stone. <laughs> says... Speaking of anal rape. <laughs> <sighs> we'll all, we'll always have Paris. At least to kick around, thanks to a zombified performance worthy of a of George Romero in this limp dick of a comedy. Limp That's dick. That's good. <laughs> limp dick of a comedy. I enjoy that very much, sir. <laughs> Everything bad I've said about you in the past, Peter Travers, like all that shit that I've spread around. I didn't mean it. I'll take it back in an Get instant. Back. <laughs> this instant. <laughs> because limp dick of a comedy is a thing you said, you fucking crazy man. I love it. <laughs> you exploding star of a man. The unknowable Lovecraftian horror of a film critic. I thought you were going to say face. <laughs> unknowable Lovecraftian horror <laughs> of a face. <laughs> that you are. <laughs> that you is. <laughs> oh, God. The public, on the other hand, reacted to this like their hypnosis just wore off. Oh, no. Pleasure, I imagine. Actually, there were some good reviews. Dylan Jackson on Amazon chillingly warns us, Very good movie. Definitely one of Paris's best. <laughs> oh, God. What? Fucking no. Hell. Oh, no, don't tell people at home this. <laughs> don't let them know that there are more of these to suggest. <laughs> Look out for our next recommendations month, folk. 2028. We're taking applications. Um, also for co-host after both of us have killed ourselves. <laughs> so <laughs> apply for our roles. I'm not sure who will be vo- um, interviewing you for that position. <laughs> <laughs> we're not saying if we're going to in- uh, interview for interviewer first. Um, <laughs> it depends how long this goes on for. Very it might be right during the episode. Conversely, Rob at Amazon says... Oh, no. The creators should be jailed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I mean, talk about fascism. Am I right? <laughs> I know, right? I, idea police. And what's a better idea <laughs> than the hottie and the naughty? <laughs> God, maybe book burnings have been okay. Well, let's... <laughs> maybe they've been the right thing to do the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. Is it, It's okay to crack down on politics, religious freedoms, or that kind of thing, just so that you occasionally snag... <laughs> like, it's like going for, like casting nets for tuna and occasionally snagging a really racist dolphin. <laughs> it justifies yes. all the other dolphins you've cleaned out. Yeah. Pricks. That's what they do with dolphins. You hollow them out and you wear them. <laughs> One on each foot. <laughs> oh, God. Conversely... Oh, no, I said that bit. <laughs> Even more conversely. <laughs> Even more conversely. HK Kitty on Amazon says, Actors, writers, director, <laughs> and financiers deserve a place in hell. Ooh. Ooh. Jail's not good enough for him. <laughs> Send him straight to hell. Send him to hell, boys. <laughs> all in like a row. <laughs> Send him to hell, boys. <laughs> Thanks for coming and accepting your golden raspberry and you hand it over. Why are you wearing very thick rubber gloves? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! <laughs> Best thing for him. Uh, speaking of Golden Raspberries, the film was nominated for five of the pricks, winning winning both of the ones it nominated Paris Hilton for. What a bunch of shit. Um, it lost Worst Picture and Director to The Love Guru. Well, that's a list. Um, and the director lost to Uwe Boll for whatever he did that year. I mean, sure. <laughs> that's fine. God, the noughties. The noughties really were a shit show, weren't they? Yeah. Fuck me. Every other year, really. Era, decade. <laughs> yeah, there's something special about the noughties ones. Maybe just because yeah, it's when yeah. I was coming up, but it's just an awful lot of that Seltzman and what's his name kind of looking shit. Or oh, t- t- uh, Disney? Are you talking about Disney? <laughs> the epic movie craps. Oh, Seltzman and Beltzman. Yeah, that was it. Seltzman and Freltzman. Christine Lakin, who plays the hottie and the naughty in this, was also in all three of the Day Trilogy movies. Yay! That's right. It's time for another round of Valentine's New Year's or Mothers. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Just a quick one. I'm going to give you the three roles that she played. You tell me which movie they are. Cool. Let's do it. Okay, I'll give you them all at once. Oh, no. Railroad Crossing Hostess, Waitress Alyssa, and Heather. Is Heather New Year's Eve? No. 
Shit. <laughs> the whole thing's falling apart. The... Oh, fucking railroad. Cat. Cat's here now. Um, <laughs> Cat, felt me. Yeah. What do you think, Cat? Cat, is it? Um, is Heather... <laughs> Is Heather from Valentine's Day or from Mother's Day? Valentine's I'm Day? I'm glad you've latched on to Heather. M- Mother's Day? The one which doesn't involve her profession. We've got Railroad Crossing Hostess, Waitress Alyssa. Yeah, or but Heather. I mean, you have waitresses on Mother's Day or... Yeah. Day. There's a lot of restaurant scenes because that's the thing that Gary Watts' name knows about. That's where Gary Marshall that. does all of his life. <laughs> that okay, and okay. hospital. Wait- waitress Alyssa is in New Year's Eve. Yes. Fuck yeah. Okay, <laughs> Heather. Oh, you've got Mother's and Valentine's Day left. Heather's going to be in Valentine's Day, Paul. Yes. You're just saying yes, just to like, because I said that with such confidence. <laughs> fuck yeah, fuck it, let's end this. No, she actually is. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and that's Railroad Crossing Hostess is in. The other one's in the other one. Yeah. Do you remember a fucking sequence at a Railroad Crossing restaurant? In Mother's Day. Yeah. I remember that bit where. The police were going, hi, it's Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda. Yeah, exactly. That's the scene I remember, and that's the storyline I remember. What was in Mother's Day, Jack? Oh, that's any chance that's... (laughs) Was it Russell (laughs) Crowe? Is the stand-up gig that Jack Whitehall kept going to something called, like, the Railroad Crossing bullshit or something oh it could be all I can think of. artists oh god anyway there's a deleted scene where gary marshall fingers someone on a train <laughs> it was filled for four hours <laughs> and it was robert de niro oh free to a man free in a bush free There were no other three men, but this does have actors in common with Norbit and Epic Movie, so it's a conspiracy. Fantastic. And the guy from Avatar, right? Yeah, the guy from Avatar. Fantastic. (laughs) Avatar. Avatar. Tavatar. (laughs) Tormatai. Tavatar. Tar. My brother. (laughs) Be in this film, my brother. You owe me. (laughs) No. John Wayne, why are you producing the hottie and the naughty? <laughs> it's my prestige piece, my brother. The perfidy of women must be exposed. <laughs> okay, the film has 1.9 on IMDb, 5% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, and 7 on Metacritic. Ooh. Single digits all the way through. Golly. So, Paul, you midget mime. Yeah. What's something about this movie that made you glad that we both know Jen? Arno Blant, Paul. Not <laughs> not not the character himself, but the name. It's very Pynchon-esque, I thought. That's good, Arno could... Blant. Yeah, he could Arno be a Blount. sassy... A sassy estate agent from the east side of LA. Yeah. Yeah, he could be in real estate and suddenly realises that he gets incredibly, irredeemably turned on by wind or something. Like if (laughs) wind's coming through a tube. By losing houses. Every time he loses a sale, that house is then the site of a prolific serial killer. Is it him? Probably not. Uh, It's not him, but he does go there and masturbate. (laughs) And needs it into the carpets. So he's really incriminating himself. Don't do that. Don't have a fetish for coming on crime scenes, guys. All right, Paul. Okay. That sounds Pynchon-esque. <laughs> what happens in the hottie and the hootie? It's certainly not Pynchon, Paul. My God. I mean, the movie starts hopefully. Pretty rough for 80 minutes and then it ends. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But the, the, yeah. I, I have a hopeful moment where at the very beginning of the movie, I realize, oh, Paris Hilton's not the main character. You know the girl. Your first real vision of beauty the one that all other girls have to measure up to. Yeah. Oh, thank God, it's Avatar Guy. We love Avatar Guy. He was really good in Avatar. I really remember him from and, that. Um, <laughs> and Hatchet. And he was in Hatchet, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in the first Hatchet. Because I remember watching Hatchet and going, it's Avatar Guy. <laughs> yeah, he is Avatar Guy, which is amazing because his role in Avatar is like a minute. <laughs> But he is Avatar a- guy. More so than Sam Worthington. I mean, the other guy is also Avatar guy, Stephen Lang. They're both Avatar guys. Oh, yeah. What's Sam Worthington? What is Sam Worthington? For me, weirdly, he's cra- cla- Crash of the Titans guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the Debt guy, I guess. Worthington's Will Sam. <laughs> well, that was the wrong one. Well, anyway, look, Nate Cooper is in this, and he he's the star, and I can't wait to meet him. But first, an indie song plays, do, and do, uh, do, we are treated do. to the past in a school where um, uh, nothing really that bad happens, actually, and I'm grateful for that. It's good. Yeah, been... if it was an Adam Sandler movie, someone would have been pissed on. Someone would have had a fart that became a poo, and somebody would have been fat. You know, <laughs> we all love that. I like pasts where nobody's fat. Oh, God. Amazing. Anyway, <laughs> there's this this kid who looks ridiculous. I hate him. But he uh, um, he's he's really in love with this with this girl, this little girl um, who's not even a woman yet. It looks ridiculous. I hate her. <laughs> it does. He <laughs> she does not look amazing, Paul. 
And do you know who looks even less amazing is her awful friend who has a mole and is dirty and has a nosebleed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gross. Do you know what? It's They're actually off. gross. I'm so glad that I was watching this at the comfort of my own home because I had the, the biggest reverse boner. <laughs> the inverse boner. That animals have recorded to date. But anyway. This is the least sexually attractive child I've ever seen, he <laughs> said, slamming a laptop shut. Now, for once, it doesn't there is a catch moment. on we my cut... ridiculously enormous penis. <laughs> we cut forward. And for a moment, I panic because I think that's Taya Leone. <laughs> but it's not. It's what's-his-name's avatar guy's new girlfriend, yeah. who he's got. His name is Julie, or something. Um, yeah, whatever, Julie. Whatever. Juby. Whatever. All I know is that later on he makes a big point of the fact that it's one letter off from Ju- uh, June. That's it, yeah. So, so, it's Dune. Her name is June. Her <laughs> June. name is Frank Herbert's June. Her name June. is Frank Herbert's June. <laughs> and he breaks up with her. Yeah. Um, well, she... Because... She breaks up with him, because he just can't commit. He just doesn't doesn't ever act um, like he loves her. Because he's still in love with that little girl he knew. Yeah, that attractive little girl. Yeah. He goes and visits his best friend, the Greg Wilson, who's busy doing his audition to be Jack Black. Yeah. And I'm sold. Fuck it. Let him do it. <laughs> he's got the part. <laughs> If you go, son. Fuck it. Boots. You're Jack Black now. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, no, no. Jack no, Black no. doesn't seem interested in doing it anymore. It's a very well-known law of physics. The hotness of one girl is directly proportional to the ugliness of her best friend. Wow. June Fig. Huh. You know, it's sort of sweet that they stayed friends all these years. Sweet? She's like some hideous dragon guarding the princess from escape, you know? Um, oh god he finds out that the girl he used to love is now grown up and is hot yeah. and but still has um a gross friend Ew. even hotter than when she was six yep and even grosser when she was six yeah so they're still they're still together and apparently <laughs> fucking legendarily the uh, paris hilton is not dating anyone unless they can find a date for her ugly friend what a challenge outrageous unbelievable <laughs> Everyone, all of them. It's insulting. It's insulting. It sure is. This was what he was talking about. He decides to go and have a stalk of her. Yeah. So he heads out. Lovely little stalk. And he finds, he sits with a whole bunch of other people who are also stalking her. It's very funny and good and not bad at all. (laughs) And then Paris Hilton slow motion jogs in with a face so smug that I literally have to avert my eyes from the screen. I honestly couldn't look at it. They go for lunch somehow. He and she reveals that well, he tackles her. Does he? What does he do? Well, he, ta- he, oh, tackles he tackles her, her and they're right. like, "This is great, actually." Aren't you that guy from my past, from another city? Yeah, <laughs> oh. guy from Avatar. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we all remember you from Hatchet, but uh, like, <laughs> in the Hilton House, <laughs> you you like movies where impoverished people go around killing each other? Yeah, <laughs> and it's you. Aren't you from um, um, all those other other movies? Apparently. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Don't listen, OG team. It's a lie. <laughs> Hilton reveals that in spite of being very attractive, she receives very little actual interest from other guys. So wait, she's attractive, will make my friends jealous if I date her, but has actually no other options, so she'll be stuck with me? How improbable. Bad for her, but excellent for me. Yay. Excellent for me, Avatar guy. Dream girl. We all want a girl who's stuck with you. <laughs> It's time to go to yoga class and introduce this naughty. An obviously attractive woman with some unconvincing makeup appliances is introduced for the audience to laugh at. You remember June? Of course. Uh, June. What do you do? June's a handler at the zoo. That's great. The only downside is that I'm uh, constantly covered in hair. Not that I don't already have enough to begin with. <laughs> oh. Imagine. Imagine. Oh, God. Imagine that. Imagine being imagine. in the same room as anybody even remotely like that, Paul. I couldn't. Luckily, the film then focuses on Paris Hilton's ass, no. but does so with a musical sting that sounds a lot like a George Ezra style fart. Easing <laughs> into cat pose. Which keeps up throughout the scene, so it's excellent. Yeah, it's, it's great. And, ah, oh, Paul. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed, but there were quite a lot of jokes mm. in this. I didn't notice any of them. Well, I they played a song. You see, every time there was a funny, a funny thing going on. Oh, good. There was, anytime somebody said something funny or there was something embarrassing, the music went. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The music's not going to be a backseat passenger to this fucking experience. <laughs> it refuses. <laughs> and, and it's going to take a lot more than a June fig to stop me. I like your moxie. So yeah, he goes and he he finds a guy who's going to like do it for five hundred dollars. Date the naughty. So great. Uh, everything everyone can feel like good about everything that's happening there they show up for a date at which paris hilton and friend friend has just fought off a kind of misogynist dude yeah and paris hilton calls this already defeated and retreating man a bitch and demand that he pay their (laughs) fucking bar tab pay our bar tab bitch which interestingly reveals that she's an awful person maybe this film's gonna have a twist what probably not (laughs) <laughs> hey, fingers crossed. You never know. I mean, look, she's very, she's a very empowered. Paul, you don't actually understand because you're a man and you haven't had to go through this. But <laughs> take it from me, she's well within her rights to do this. <laughs> look, this is the reparation period that we're talking about here. <laughs> so it's Versailles. <laughs> so Avatar guy pays a guy to go on a date with June. We it's, watch a very nice. It's really funny though because oh. she's hideous. Oh man, we watch a very nice and cute person get humiliated for laughs. Nice to meet you. It speaks. I can't do this. My dinkus will fall off. Yeah. Whilst Pillars Hilton never stops smiling almost directly at the camera. It's almost like she doesn't know anything else. <laughs> I'm hosting this film, right? Um, well, typically, I mean, films don't have hosts. But... <laughs> Thanks so much for coming. But you have paid for all of this, so yeah, yeah, you're the host. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Put some more tunes on then if it's a party. <laughs> oh boy, there's another joke coming up. Oh god. Well, her her phone her faux nail. Her faux nail. I mean it is a faux nail, I guess. Flies sure, yeah. off and goes inside of the guy that Avatar guy's paid to be on this date. Yeah. That'd be handy to have memorized any names. Uh he freaks out and he runs off because it, it went in his mouth. Oh, they they later try and hypnotize him. Yeah, they hypnotize him and but then Larks happen and he runs yeah. off again. There's something about Mary Steam all ran out and they had to like bank piggyback off <laughs> successful film behemoth Shallow Hal for a bit and uh... <laughs> oh yeah of course that's Shallow Hal get that another five meters along I was trying to think of another hypnosis movie they're ripping off a Clockwork Orange <laughs> and well they meet a handsome and actually kind of comedically played guy yes it's Doctor Handsome Man Doctor ha- Handsome Man yeah yeah he's a male model and a pilot and a scientist who can fix June thank. God. Unfortunately, though, Avatar guy gets jealous of Mr. of Dr. Scientist Man. Johanna Corsimus. <laughs> so commits to watching the two of them at all times to prevent Paris making any actual decisions about her life. <laughs> I bet this is going to be funny. So, Avatar guy starts to fall in love with June. Yeah, she's cute, you moron. Doesn't matter how frequently you show her in bad pants in slow motion. <laughs> Jesus. Well, well, look, she gets progressively more attractive as the film goes on, thanks to Johan McAwesome tits. And yeah. the, um, he's like, oh, that explains why I felt, why I smiled when she said things occasionally. I like her now. <laughs> or do I? I'm not quite sure. I'm going to treat it like shit for another 20 minutes or so and still try and get with Christabel <laughs> and, and ask her how to help me out with that. Yeah. But eventually, after starting two more fights... <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. So, well, the fi- the scientists of the movie is finally make a nice person look good. So she's valid now. She actually, she celebrates the fact she gets attention from men. Hooray. <laughs> she is actually dating Mr. Handsome Scientist, which leaves Paris to be dated open to be dated by the Avatar guy. Yay. <laughs> but unfortunately, Celebrate. Avatar guy sees that his best friend, the Naughty, is about to have some meaningless sex and must step in to save the day. Because <laughs> women can't have <laughs> that. <laughs> I know it's what I wanted this whole time, but not for you, no! <laughs> no, it's disgusting when women do it. <laughs> oh, the movie morally. almost, almost knows that he's in the wrong. Yeah. Because, I mean, she does th- the, the naughty, you know, the a- yeah. absolute fuggly mess that yeah. we've had to spend two hours with. She just sort of say this. She does actually say, <laughs> you just don't get it. Yeah. And uh, I like to think that she's speaking to all of us. <laughs> the audience. Just for you and me, boys and girls. Anyway, but <laughs> Avatar Guy does try to use violence as a solution again for like the fourth time in the movie. But it doesn't work. That's a shame. June does go off to have some meaningless sex with a very attractive man. Avatar Guy mm. races against fucking time. <laughs> killing a cat in the process. <laughs> But it turns out June decided not to have sex all by herself and so ran away. She's saving herself just for Avatar Guy. It's good that she's allowed some agency in the whole thing, but thank God she's still a virgin, Paul. (laughs) I wouldn't, I really wouldn't want our lead to not get that cherry after all the work he's put in. (laughs) Look, you you credit where credit's due. I mean, (laughs) that's what I was told by my dear old fictional dad. (laughs) 
son. Don't you don't get a used one. Anyway. <laughs> don't be a mug. <laughs> don't be a gay mug. Can you one? Thanks thanks, fiction dad. So the two the two meet by a fun fair because that was set up earlier? I think. I don't even remember a scene there. That's well, that's where the uh that's where the midget mine was, Paul. Was he? I thought he was on a pier. I'm, oh it was a pier. It was also a okay. pier, yeah. You were just too entranced by the majesty of romance of the situation that you didn't even <laughs> realise that they were near water. She returned to the best moment of her fucking life when a guy who had been hypnotized to like her. <laughs> Ran away and she got humiliated by a little person in front of a crowd of people. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. What a, what a memory. Some 41 plays, oh, the movie ends, they kiss. <laughs> and uh... I practically run to the sweet embrace of work. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was that. Yeah. Wow. So, Jesus Christ. You know what? Just a note on that ending. I remember I caught the last 15 minutes of a movie called The To-Do List, which by all accounts is not a good movie. It has Aubrey <laughs> Plaza in it, and I, I don't know the premise even. I think she's trying to get for a list of kinky stuff she wants mm. to do before she goes to college. Oh, great. But the bit I caught was her talking to the nice guy. You know the one, the nice guy. Oh, yeah. And the jock and the jock guy who she actually lost her virginity to and oh. she's explaining to them you know if i had to do it again i probably would sleep with this guy again he's hot yeah but that doesn't mean that me and nice guy it doesn't mean we can't have a relationship hmm. and that struck me as a surprisingly nuanced thing for this you know the idea of women having sexual agency and that she doesn't need to be saved from the jock by the nice guy yeah with a big romantic gesture that struck me as good <laughs> I'm disappointed to learn the movie around it isn't good, <laughs> but it was a nice antidote to this. It is to remember that now and to know that that does exist yeah. as a thing. Oh, God. Sorry, I don't know when to get to this because it makes me so angry. Oh, it's just a really adolescent movie. It's a movie mm. that I think means well, kind of, in as much as it does want to tell a story about beauty being only skin deep and that cute people can be terrible and that ugly people can be good. It's revelatory stuff. I know, it's really but groundbreaking. Because it's a sucky broad comedy, which is also an ego project for Paris Hilton, mm. it, it can't do that. The ugly person has to get hot and the hot, and the hot person has to have been okay the whole time and was only pretending to be bad. Yes. So it's fangless. In spite of being an edgy comedy, it has abs- actually nothing to say. I mean, the, the problem is, Paul, that it's shit, uh, <laughs> frankly. And it is. The, the the second half of it, you know, there are actually moments where I smiled because there were some charming moments in there thanks to Avatar Guy and Gary Marshall's best friend. I wasn't a fan of Avatar Guy, but I, I did like all the way through the actress playing yeah. you know, Christine Lakin playing the naughty. She was... Even when she was under that ridiculous makeup, she was playing it as quite a strong character and yeah. a nice character. Well, I think, Nate, the moments when he when he's with the naughty and he's way yeah. more of himself, he's actually he was actually yeah, quite a likable guy. It's just the ninety percent of the film when he's trying to go after this woman, <laughs> or yeah, when he's trying to trick this woman into liking him or get her to owe him. Yeah, I, I think it's it's weird because if it was any other film, I'd feel like maybe this was intentional. But I think it's a pure chance that yeah, the whole time when he's pursuing Christabel, he's an insufferable, awful, yeah. cruel man. And then like the the moments that he gets that where uh, thingy whatever, who cares? She's ugly makes makes him makes him <laughs> laugh. It's like oh, that was real. Yeah, um, but you you can never ignore the fact that for anything nice that happens in that second half, it's all based on the fact that now she's hot. And also the first half of the the movie was really cruel. Yeah. Like, really yeah, unpleasant. Uh, really unforgivably ho- uh, cruel. And the whole thing just feels adolescent. It feels like yeah. what two teenage boys would have come up with in terms of, <laughs> what if uh, what if she was, like, really gross <laughs> and he had yeah. to, like, do stuff and then someone else is, like, kissing her. Ew! Which is, <sighs> which is why it fucking astounds me. And I know it shouldn't, but it does, that this was written by a woman. A woman who was 38 years old at the point when she wrote this. <laughs> I don't know. I know that's bad, but it just feels like this was written by 15 year old dudes, not even men, mm. dudes. And I know there's nothing to suggest that women can't be awful as well. You know, full <laughs> equality in that women can suck when they, they have a right to do so. Um, <laughs> it's very empowering. But Jesus Christ. I mean, there's no female perspective or agency in this. No, It's solely told from the perspective of two horny men. And I really hated the Jack Black guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was he was awful. He was a foul unpleasant and really unappealing chap (laughs) this movie really did seem to just end his career as well which yeah i don't know god it's just there's nothing paul it can't even it's it's pretty repugnant and obnoxious and the nice Mm -hmm. bits are just not well thought through at all so there's no real there's no real meaning there so when you go ah you go why why am i going ah or why am i supposed to be going (laughs) ah you just you just you you fixed her now everyone can be happy with her yeah 
Thank yeah. fuck. Thank Christ. Thank thank God. This is Bucky Larson all over again. Although oh. Bucky Larson, you'll notice, didn't need a makeover to end up with the pretty girl at the end. Mm. But Christine Lakin does. Yeah. Well, that's Christine yeah. Lakin and that was Nick. Yeah. Whatever his face is. Fardson. Yeah, the makeover was never good. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll abort that before I say all of it. <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> Sorry, Nick Svardson. Prick. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul Goodman, right, Paul. new host of One Good Thing. Um, <laughs> other Paul <laughs> had some things to do. You can't silence me! <laughs> Look, let's not be ad hominem on One Good Thing. We can attack Nick, Nick Svardson for his terrible taste in movies, his terrible um, decisions, yeah. and uh, the obnoxious roles that he plays. Yeah, absolutely. We don't need to go after his Or his looks. big butt. It's very much... Uh, Always big butt that he's got, and that he waggles about the place, and is the reason that Adam Sandler likes to keep him around so he can put his cigarettes out on him. <laughs> so, look, this is a bad film. It's very immature. It's mean-spirited more than anything else. Mm. And it's just it's very kooky, an though. ego project. Because the thing is, it's quite ironic that the premise is that one girl is really hot and the other is repulsive, because I had a lot of trouble watching Paris Hilton in this movie. Mm. The just the visible smugness of her and the, the, the way in which... I guess as executive producer, she has asked to be shot. It's just really... Ugh. Ugh. I mean, was the 38-year-old woman who wrote this Paris Hilton's mum? Was it Paris Hilton <laughs> with a moustache? <laughs> Come back from ti- through time <laughs> to fulfil her destiny. It's going to be good this time. I know it. Ah, shit. The hottie and the naughty has to be made and be terrible. It saves the world one day. <laughs> Still waiting on that. But we'll, we'll see. Maybe it already has. Huh? <laughs> Maybe Obama was because of the hottie and the naughty it was that year. <laughs> God almighty. Anyway, look. Oh, God. It's just, I don't want to get on the bandwagon of hating Paris Hilton because it seems like some of that stuff is quite misogynist. <laughs> she released a sex tape. What a slut. Yeah, what? You know, but Outrageous. the main reason... The main reason people seem to be annoyed with her is this inherited wealth thing, mm. which I I don't know. Miss up. <laughs> it's not her. Probably f- a- that's not her fault. Is what she does with it. I mean, I don't actually. Yeah, I don't actually which know. Is I have no prior experience of Paris Hilton, to be honest. I don't give a shit. My sister's my sister's very fond of the Good Life, but I've never never seen any of it. Right. I just see the DVD lying around <laughs> of her in a sexy outfit in various farm or office settings. So, oh, oh. I think the premise is: What if Paris Hilton had to get a job? I think is how it works. That's amazing. Oh my god. Her and her friend. And it's just I love that. I've never really gotten <laughs> never really gotten the thing that people get out of these reality shows about the super rich, like the keeping up with the Kardashians. I don't know if it's like lifestyle porn, like um oh imagine being there. I mean for some people it is just porn. Like look at yeah. a butt Look at what a <laughs> look at what a butt money can buy you. <laughs> get out of here, Nick Swarsden. <laughs> oh sorry. Yeah, honeyfield butt. Shaking it around like a bee. God, that's his best role he's ever done. Is he plays Kim Kardashian? <laughs> oh dear. Oh, I've watched that. But yeah, I I don't really get the appeal of reality TV at all. <laughs> I mean, I get why other people like it, but I I get it insight into it. Never going to spend another second watching it. Well, I watch Come Dine with Me with my sister sometimes. You've got to find some middle ground. Why? Because I. It's the thing is. What it is, is it's like overhearing an argument on the train. <laughs> it's just, you know, you, you're going to have a listen. Yeah. You're going to experience the kind of thrill of being in an argument from a safe, vicarious distance. It's like horror movies in that way. <laughs> Come Down With Me is like a great <laughs> horror movie. It's the, the, the condom that you wear before penetrating real life. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all of media. That's it's an apt true. description. Welcome to One Good Thing, everyone. <laughs> We're the insightful boys. All right, look, <laughs> in spite of the fact we're now talking about reality TV, reality TV, the point is I don't have a grudge against Paris Hilton, but fuck me, is she difficult to watch in this? Mm. Because it's just pure ego, and that's always a difficult thing to watch. I've had it with, you know, male performers as well. What was the last proper ego project we watched? And I am thinking of Pass Through, but that's different. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, I mean, I don't know the stuff that we've seen, but... That Will Smith film with him and his son. Yeah, after Earth, we're gonna have to get around to that, especially since it's a Shyamalan. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, fantastic. You know what? A Shy- this is kind of like a Shyamalan movie if Shyamalan's cameo had lasted the entire thing. If he was the star of the movie, <laughs> this is like Lady in the Water. You run so slowly. <laughs> Just slow motion peck jiggling. All right. Speaking of which, let's get into quick fire. Quick fire. I mean, I guess the purpose is to make me feel sick, and it was working. <laughs> So it, it, it accurately made you feel horrifically unwell. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing about this, is that just neither of us, I think, like gross-out comedy. 
So I've got a, a, a slightly higher threshold for gross out comedy than you do. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, I've got a slightly higher threshold for people getting cut up by masked serial killers than you do, but <laughs> you definitely are okay, better, more um, okay with those bits of jackass. The idea was to, to make us go, God, look how ugly she is. And there are occasion, occasional bits there where I thought, yep, wish I wasn't eating dinner for this. <laughs> Well so, done, makers of this movie. Speaking <laughs> of um, ugly, Maine looks pretty in an ugly kind of way. Like, yeah. In the beginning, when it has establishing shots of Maine, it's very Manchester by the sea. Mm. I like it. It's like rusty old buildings and old shacks and a, a real sense of being near the ocean. And that's quite pretty. High up on my list, Maine. Love to go. Yeah. Yeah, oh. that's good. Wasn't it Casper as well? <laughs> oh, yeah. Two men. Two Maine. <laughs> Look out, Maine. If we ever cover a Stephen King film, we're in it. <laughs> when he's trying to figure out one of his new great ideas about how to fool two women into one of them having sex with him, um, he, he he's in the <laughs> house hero. of Arno and Mrs. Blount, and uh, he's thinking, and he goes, come on, come on, I've got it! And he claps, and his clap is right in front of the face of Mrs. Blount, and he goes, I got it! Sorry. And then he just goes on, and the sorry isn't <laughs> drawn attention to at all. It's That's really very good. good. Oh, right at the beginning of the thing, he's playing his guitar. The girlfriend comes over takes the guitar off of him holds it aloft and i'm like oh she's gonna break that but what's she gonna break it on like the floor she's a bit far away and she just smashes it over fucking avatar guy's head yeah. and it was great it was all in one shot m- mostly yeah. i think there was one cutaway and it just took me by surprise it's just oh fuck <laughs> it was how slowly and awkwardly she did it, mm. it was yeah it was great ah, paris hilton delivers the line a life without orgasms is like a world without flowers it's very positive stuff there <laughs> and get on board with that ah you suffocate and uh <laughs> The bees die out. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what'll happen if we ever stop wanking. <laughs> so, um, Christine Lakin plays uh, uh, the character really nice. She just does. She's just a nice, likable character yeah. throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And I just enjoyed, yeah, seeing her in the movie. Nice. Well, I didn't enjoy seeing her in the movie. <laughs> I wish she was in a better movie. But Semantics. because I had to watch this movie, I enjoyed that she was stuck in it with me. <laughs> like, reboot. Maybe if we defeat the player character, Avatar guy, we can escape back into the mainframe. And then you can save her. People remember Reboot, right, man? Uh, uh, when it turns out that both Avatar guy and um, the terrifically ugly Christine Lakin uh, both like Venice, they both like Venice, and, and Avatar guy goes, huh? As if like, but she's an uggo. She can't like the things I like. <laughs> but it was a little like awakening for him of, uh? I still... <laughs> I still smiled because I didn't know exactly what the film was doing and it was rubbish, but yeah. maybe I was just so desperate for something yeah. human. For a human thing, yeah. 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 Oh, fuck me. Nice one. Good going, film. Oh, but that's echoed in such a hideous way in which um, Avatar guys found out about a thing that Christine Lakin likes and gets douchebag that he's paid to be there to say that he likes it. Mm. And it has an honest reaction from Christine Lakin of just, oh, I, I, I like that thing too. Like, And it's like, oh, you're being lied to and yeah. fooled and everyone's uh. making fun of you and I hate it. Especially us. Um, at one point the Jack Black <laughs> is playing a 3D Mario game on his screen. I don't know if it was Mario 64 or Mario Sunshine or something, but it looked great. Mm, let's get more of that. Mario. Mario! It's a me. A good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Racist how come man. we're all okay with this? Yeah, how come we're all okay with this? I mean, I am, because... It's just a part of the culture. <laughs> You're not even when you do that voice now. You're not even doing an impression of an Italian man when you do that anymore. You're doing an Mario impression. Yeah. <laughs> there you there, go. Like, don't blame me. Blame the Japanese, Paul. <laughs> For everything. It's a me. Ah, no. Hideo Kojima. <laughs> um, worst Japanese accent yet. <laughs> 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 when Cole Slauson, which is the, the fake name that um, oh, yeah. they give that guy, they they hypnotise to like that ter- like colossally ugly, remarkably shit faced girl. Have you seen the music they play when you see a butt? It's not good. Oh, you heard it. <laughs> anyway, when Cole Slauson gets the nail in his mouth and then he he dives into the ocean and swims away. It's a very good dive. It's like one shot <laughs> of him freaking out and then whoop, it's got a very sort of like a Mel Brooks du- like slapstick quality to it. Oh, that's good. Good dive. The guy who comes over to be a chat-up artist was convincingly <laughs> awful. Like the way he positions oh, he himself between the two women yeah. and kind of leans in and does his lame line. That was, uh, yeah, it was good. I believed it. This was observed. <laughs> I, I actually enjoyed Johan's escalation of how awesome he is. Every single time something's mentioned. And, yeah. And he's like, mm, that reminds me of when I was in Madison re- Saint Frontiers or something. I, I quite like it him. Just, it, he reminded me of Chris Evans in Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was perfect, actually. You're right. <laughs> I like to go down there sometimes, hang out with the crowds, people watch. It can get a little lonely when you're single. I grew up in Europe. My parents were in a little mountaineering school in the Swiss Alps. 
I moved here when I was 17 for college. Where'd you go to college? Harvard. Oh, it's really not that impressive. My parents didn't have to spend all that Ivy League money for me to just become a dentist. Of course, I did take a few years off after school for the Marines. We didn't really cover this. The reason the Avatar guy's trying to save Christine Lakin from him is because he says, uh, ugly women tend to be the most grateful. And, um... He feels that's enough to completely justify uh, <laughs> fucking up her sex life. But he that aside from that, he was a convincing character. He wasn't just a cartoon, which I liked. Although him saying that to him was somewhat unbelievable. Anyway. It's very wedding singer at that stage. It is very wedding singer. Why do awful men keep feeling like they can confide in any man <laughs> about their awfulness? I mean, that's partly why they're so awful. I know, right? As sociopaths, they want to get caught. Um, in the scene in which um, the activation phrase for forgetting the hypnosis was midget mimes. Mm. And so they go to a fair and of course there's a midget mime there. And as he's doing his act, a little girl says, oh, look, daddy, I love midget mimes. And yeah. it all goes slow motion and the guy forgets his hypnosis and there's lots of nasty shots of uh, Christine Lakin. And then it cuts back to the dad and the kid and the, the music cuts out and the dad just says... <laughs> They're called little people, honey. And the timing on that was quite funny, and the attitude of it. The idea that, yeah, it was... Everything about that, there was a lot of layers to why that's good. I bet that was Avatar's, Avatar guy's ad-lib. Like, <laughs> Say this, guys. Yeah. Say this, guys! Oh, boy. <laughs> i got to get back to Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> she owes me now. <laughs> it's warm under that wing. <laughs> She makes me wear. She makes me wear the alien suit while she wrestles me in her mech suit. She's way taller than you imagine. <laughs> I'm pretty tall myself. <laughs> Cut to this voice. It's hurting me. It's the only voice I can do. Um, and now, please welcome. Oh God! Please welcome to the stage, award-winning director Werner Herzog. Hey guys! <laughs> the key is that the bear was always an animal. It's not the same, is it? Hello, I'd like. <laughs> A cheeseburger. <laughs> so deep. Do not put pickles on the burger. They get too wet. They remind me of Austria. <laughs> the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Don't cry. It annoys me. I hate... <laughs> I actually hate human sentiment. <laughs> My films are painful to make. Fuck. But all art is pain. <laughs> yes, fries. The large ones. <laughs> Another moment share between ogre of a woman, Christine Lakin, just the yeah. worst woman in the world, and Nate Cooper, the king. He he tackles Johan earlier in the film, mm. and he's like, oh, there was a... Because he's trying to take his shirt off, yeah. and uh, the Jack Black says, whatever you do, don't let him do that. Don't... Yeah. Don't... Yeah, just somehow let don't happen. let him take his shirt off. <laughs> Find a way to... I mean... And I was wondering during, oh, what kind of faulty towers kind of things is he going to come up with? I've just sort of... No, you better keep your shirt on. It's mosquito season. Tackles, just constant tackles. Yeah. But, um, just violence. As he does it, he says, oh, there was a scorpion. And, it's, and Johan goes, oh, there's no scorpions around here. I meant ticks. And, <laughs> yeah. And then there, yeah. half an hour later, they're in they're in the bar. Or they're in the club, yeah. the four of them. and um, Riding the lamb, eating halal. What's up with all the hats? Oh, uh, the Rogaine's working. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, it's at that weird in-between stage, so. Cool. Plus, I'm trying to avoid being attacked by any scorpion ticks. You're the pretty common around these parts. And Nate Cooper does like a real person's laugh. <laughs> he, he goes, oh. Yeah. And then just like a keep stum gesture. I wasn't expecting. Like a real person. Yeah, I wasn't expecting them. a actual human reaction to that moment. It's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Speaking of things that Nate Cooper did, uh, the bit where he decides to once again tackle this fucking guy. He's wearing like a really awful Halloween costume of like a car and rubber gloves. I don't know what it's all about. But when he decides to tackle the guy, he stamps off the car and he just kind of shrugs off the gloves in a really mm. dramatic kind of motion that I quite enjoyed. Ah, uh, yeah. And I assumed he was then going to go over and give the guy a good talking to, but no, he fucking rugby tackles him like a punk. Like a like a renegade, like a proper bloke. <laughs> like the renegade option. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's a woman. <laughs> Love you, Shepard. Love you. My last one, and you know, I know usually we have to say about talk about good things that specifically come from the film, and it, it did. <laughs> did your cat it's just, do something during the film? It's it's it's, it's just he's so softball. <laughs> so the the copy that I was watching, mm. the subs were on, and um, I didn't bells. have a choice; they had to be on. But they were also about three minutes delayed, so <laughs> it occasionally looked like an unrelated monologue, um, and. There's a bit when the camera's panning to like across Johan's house and um, yeah. uh, the worst woman alive, Christine Lakin, is mm. you know she's about to lose her virginity. Some soft music's playing, and then you j I just get the subtitle "Shut up," 
and then it goes on like you never knew me you don't get it do you and then and, and it's that uh, as the as the as the scene plays out and then at the end when the 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 not some 41 the bum 41 mm. song comes in and they kiss yeah just as the credits start rolling the the subtitle uh listen i thought you were the girl i was meant to be with dot 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 <laughs> comes on it's like terence malick paul <laughs> It's like it's like the subtitle guys having a fucking breakdown. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I never wanted to be a subtitle guy anyway. <laughs> not since <laughs> not since I lost my best friend in subtitles in Nam. <laughs> it's subtitling it was... Nam live. It was a fool's <laughs> errand, but LBJ said it had to be done. Oh. If only JFK hadn't been assassinated. That's right, folks. This is <laughs> the true the scoop right here. <laughs> you can see oh. citations here. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. <laughs> it was a truly unique experience watching this film that i don't think anyone else (laughs) would necessarily have well maybe when that was happening you missed my uh last good thing which is that when she's having sex with dr handsome man june is just kind of awkwardly cupping his tit ah which i really like like i don't know i've never i guess when you're making out with muscly guy and you're he's like on top of you it's like what what do you what do you go for she's got she's very much she's very much got a hand on peck yeah um, in spite of the fact that he was on top of her, which was really, I don't know, it was quite nice. Oh. <laughs> it was just convincingly awkward. Like, yeah, you'd try and get a feel of that peck, wouldn't you? <laughs> Even though you're not in a position to. You'd, you'd try, try and, and Steven Seagal-style peck him. <laughs> Go on. Go on, get in there. Up there. I think that was all of the quick fires we've got. The, Paul, the one quicker what? fires. The one quicker fires. What's going on with the OG team? Talking about that What are they OG fucking playing at? <laughs> Christopher Bond, uh, uh, Christopher Bond is nice Twitter handle. Says, "What hell is this? Nice one, Chris. Thanks, OG team. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's so responsive. <laughs> Paul, tell me about your one better thing. Oh shit. The one better thing. Uh oh. Have you have you thought of one yet? Well, <laughs> I asked Casey. Okay. About this. I explained the situation to her, and she recommended a movie called The Duff. Oh great. In fact. In spite of the fact I haven't seen The Duff, let me just fucking do that one, because I've got nothing. I've got literally nothing. I was trying to think of a movie, like, about a, a couple yeah. where um a guy's going after a girl, but then realizes that actually it's other girl who is the dream girl, but I couldn't think of one. Mm. So, anyway, The Duff is a 2015 film directed by Ari Sundell. I'm just going to read your Wikipedia. <laughs> um... It stars Mae Whitman and a hot chick named Bella Thorne. Great. And uh, Katie says that it does that whole thing of um, the sort of makeover plot much better. So I'm willing to go with that. Also, it's got Alison Janney in it. So Great. Give it a watch. That's and got... Kang Jong, I think. So Kim Jong-il. Yeah, Kim Jong-il is in this movie. So Fantastic. check it out. Also, I just heard that apparently Star Wars is looking to have a bit of a disappointing opening weekend. So do go see that. Don't be a prick. Come on. It's yeah. going to be great. But also, whilst you're at it, go see Ryan Johnson's new film, Knives Out. <laughs> it stars Chris Evans, who was in Not Another Teen Movie. So it's all perfectly legit. <laughs> um, it's a whodunit uh, like no one's ever done it. That's a very clever tagline. And I fucking love it. I saw it at the London Film Festival and it's really good. Really twisty, really fun. It has a fun lead female perspective mm. and yeah it's just an incredible movie so go so, go see fucking knives out instead of the hottie and the naughty so you're gonna sway a lot of people there paul <laughs> you were definitely on the way to go and see this film um yeah unfortunately i've, I've already mentioned there's something about mary for uh, for a one better thing but oh, um right. you should really really go and see there's something about mary because it's yeah. way better than this um, go and see similar, it. find similar a idea it's pretty funny. Also, Singing in the Rain just got a re-release, so go see that. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty. Hey, good. I'm really looking forward to Jojo Rabbit, Paul. Yeah, fuck, that was. I'm good gonna too. go see that as well. Jojo Rabbit was really good. The Lighthouse is amazing. There's a really good film coming out called Waves. It's uh kind of like Moonlight, and it's just cool. it's yeah, it's about a young teen who's got it all, and uh, but suddenly his life starts to unravel, and it starts to have a huge impact on all of his family and friends. So awesome. Yep, go see that. I think Nate Cooper in this really reminded me of Ian McKellen in that new film um, <laughs> with <laughs> Helen line. Mirren, where he's track he's yeah. trying to impress a woman, and he's not necessarily telling the truth. Oh, you see? Yes, that's actually legit. That's yeah. that's good. Sweet. <laughs> Because I'm sure it's better than Hottie and the Naughty, so... Probably. Go see that. Oh, do you know what? The way in which uh, Paris Hilton sort of uh, was objectified for camera really reminded me of a fantastic documentary, You Don't Know Me, uh, the documentary about the making of Showgirls. Oh, yeah, nice. It's really excellent, very thorough, has perspectives from all over the map, people who love the movie, hate the movie, uh, people who are the movie. It's all in it, so go watch You Don't Know Me. Know Me spelled as in N-O-M-I. Perfect. It's really good. 
Awesome. Well, there we go. There you go. There's a whole bunch of one better things. Also, the way in which it's a movie reminded me of Fanny Lie Delivered. Oh. The movie about the uh, 17th century Puritan. It's kind of an origin story for, like, this Quaker uh, leader. And it's about her sort of having ugly this sister. tense hostage situation in her house. And she has a really ugly sister who needs to get laid. Yeah. So. She's fucked right yeah. now. <laughs> She's got to, to be a complete woman. <laughs> <laughs> actually oh. do you know what fuck fanny lie delivered actually applies there is a whole bit in which um someone implies that her way to spiritual awakening will be realized through sexual liberation and she rejects that idea so yeah ah cool a more nuanced take there on that go. fucking thing go watch that we should go into each episode not knowing uh, one better thing all the time <laughs> we should just fucking figure it out what's at hand mel gibson's <laughs> the patriot <laughs> so uh uh, Jason Isaacs. <laughs> he's, he's, he's Heath Ledger. In both, <laughs> he, he plays. Be. He plays the naughty's naughty in this. You see, oh, I see. It's like a fractal. Every hot woman <laughs> has a not hot friend, but every not hot friend has an even not a hotter friend, and it just goes. And that, was Jason along. Isaac. that was Jason Isaacs in this. <laughs> Shit. Fuck yeah! Amazing. Anyway, we better sum up. Um. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Uh. Bye. The one better thing. Paul, how can people find out about one good thing? Well, to all you real women and real women in, in waiting, just waiting for that Mr. Right to come along. <laughs> you can get in touch on Twitter and Facebook at OGTPod. You can send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. Keep watching the skies of the uh, social media for any OG team call-outs. Nice. Tell a friend. Leave a review. T- do a funny dance. Tell some friends. That it, tell friends that it re- reminded you of us. <laughs> Tell friends who look like us, who aren't us, crucially. To piss off. And, uh, yeah, go see Fanny Lie Delivered. I'm Paul Fanny Lie. I'm Paul Definitely Delivered. <laughs> and remember, the one good thing about the hottie and the naughty is the very obviously attractive and funny woman who's been put under some unfortunate makeup. <laughs> <laughs>